definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, what's happening? Happy Tuesday. Good morning, and welcome on to the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and worldwide on the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Brought to you, as always, by Happy State Bank, alongside Jeff Haxton, who makes his triumphant return today. I'm Choice Woodman. Got Lucas White across the way handling us as usual. You are more than welcome to chime in. You got any thoughts, comments, questions, residual reaction from the weekend? Uh, Just about anything is welcome on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Rain gauge totals, if you want to uh, pump those in, we'd love to know how much rain you got as it, uh, it opened up and dumped for sure last night in the LBK. But whatever you want to bring in, do so on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Of course, we'll talk uh, more Red Raider football. I finally was responsible and recapped the uh, over-unders from from Saturday. So we'll see how well Hacks did on his over-unders. We'll, some good, some bad. Some good, some bad. Uh, we will give our tiers of 12. There's more shake-up within the, the league. Definitely get into that. We'll give you some TV ratings as those come out today uh, from the weekend. Tell you how the Big 12 teams did on that front. How are you doing this morning, Hex? Good, man. I got to go see today uh, Lake FMS. Lake and, FMS. Uh, Milwaukee Lake. So as I'm. And all kinds of, you know. Yeah. Upland Heights Lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of. Uh, I had to had to go one vehicle today because dragging charger can't make it through. No, not through the uh, Lake Milwaukee. Yeah, we uh, <clears throat> saw something. Me and the boys. I dropped them off a little a little earlier. Uh, saw something never seen before. So as the boys are getting out of the car, lightning strike fairly close over by FMS, and just enormous boom. But then a huge smoke i mean just poof like giant fire smoke comes out of that lightning strike i'm like i'm the curious person i am i'm like i gotta go investigate see what what the heck that just hit so i drive up the road and then up 87 or brownfield highway and uh that's not 87 sorry 84 um brownfield highway and right there on brownfield highway there is a telephone pole that just got popped, I mean, by this lightning strike. And sitting there in the road is part of the telephone pole that is on fire <laughs> in the road. So it was, uh, I mean, it happened right Dang. then and there. So I mean, it was a little electric storm. I'm driving by. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> so this telephone pole, you get, I'm driving, so I didn't get a good picture, but it got, it got smoked and then... Uh, and part of it's uh, sitting oh there. Oh my god! I'm sure someone's probably without power right now, out in Wolf or Texas. It had, but uh, the it had some good rolling booms yeah. behind it. It would like be thunder, and then the the so, secondary roll would oh kind yeah. of shake the house. And it's, it's uh, sounded like you're listening to Garth Brooks for mm-hmm. all night long. Yeah, man, it was. It wasn't even supposed to rain yesterday, right? I, I mean. <laughs> 
<laughs> never saw it in the forecast till late yesterday. They're like, oh, we're going to toss this in on us. And then it just rains all night. So, yeah, nice, nice little shower to cool things down. It's going to be nice and muggy today when the sun comes out. But, uh, Hey, it we got to. Uh, Tony Bradford said Saturday was tropical. He was like giving us a little bit of <laughs> heads up here. Preview. Hey, you got, uh, tropical weather. It's going to bring some rain. Saturday got to sit down in the stands. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting time uh, amongst the commoners, um, which I'm definitely one of. Uh, I did sit in Jamie Lent's personal hell. Oh, boy. Mid third quarter, start to go. What, what here is, goes the super sniffer again what is, <laughs> here goes the super sniffer what is that what did you what has changed in your 40s to make you smell so much stronger like oh you're, it's always been there you've always had the, yeah it's always been there and it's always been <laughs> mostly irritating so um, pickle right Pickle, big old pickle from the was it a bag pickle? Because those are even stronger I was like, than a normal. What one. are you doing back there? Are you juicing this thing? <laughs> are you are you trying to? Are you back there trying to get a can of pickle juice? Because you look down and there is a lake at my feet. All right, he's behind me. <laughs> he spilled the juice. <laughs> And it just took over two rows of just that's it was all encompassing the smell. <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh man! So and, and also, so they, you know, the black seats you, that they've with the seat bags? bolted in, yeah, not good for the big man. No, I know. I, I felt like I'd been in some kind of fight. It's better than the bleachers still, though, right? I, that's what my son kept saying. Dad, it's better than the bleachers. Dad, it's better the than the bleachers. I cannot do the bleachers. I would it say kills no me. way. No. I would rather have the bleachers than this. I, I mean, I, I, it was, it affected the way I walked. It was just so painful. It wow. It was just, um, felt like I'd been in a fight. But with the game, the overall experience was awesome. We do our radio. Go over there to Learfield tailgate, have a couple sausage wraps, go watch uh, Vanilla Ice, who put on an unbelievably good show, I thought. Nice. Then uh, get into the game. You get two special teams touchdowns in the first half. That was fun. Anytime you get those those kind of plays, uh, you should win the ball game. Um, I like the adjustments the defense made in the second half. If you can go from 28 and not being able to tackle a soul to zero in the second half, you've done something. I thought you were able to make uh, Houston one-dimensional. And once you took away their run, then all of a sudden it was a lot easier to defend their pass. Yeah. That's one thing that they had. They had a nice mix in the first half of handing the ball off, Donovan Smith running when he needed to. Then they're hitting the big passes and you can't tackle. Took away the run quite a bit in the second half. And you getting ahead of the game, too, you continuing to score – put that pressure on them to where like, hey, now we're down two touchdowns. We're not really built to come back from something like this. And they turn one-dimensional, I thought. And once you were able to turn them one-dimensional, yep. that offense didn't have any punch. Yeah, it was um, obviously a tale of two halves. And, and that turning point was kind of the the field goal block for the touchdown because you finally first got them to kick a punt. Sorry, punt block for a touchdown. Finally got them to, to punt the football 
and then you take advantage of it and you were chasing them up to that point they they had to chase you after that but yeah overall good day at the jones um we'll get hack more reaction from hacks we do have our tiers of 12 lots of uh your reaction already on the chat line lots of rain totals pouring in yeah someone says uh include where you're at in the lbk yeah tell us what part of lubbock you're going to put your rain totals in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We got headlines next, including playoff time for the Texas Rangers. Fill you in when and where. Coming up next, it's the end of the bench. Till noon on 100.7 The Score. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Happy Tuesday. It is the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Choice Woodman, Jeff Haxton, joining you from the First United Bank studio this morning. And uh, quite a few headlines to fill you in on, so let's get after it. Start off with the Texas Rangers, because they are up first today. Rangers versus, actually, at Tampa Bay, taking on Los Reyes in the uh, first of a potential three-game series in the wild-card round of the playoffs. Uh, Hacks, disappointing, obviously, that you're here Yep. in this round, but not disappointing that you're in the playoffs. Rangers fans can uh, at least celebrate that you've made it to the postseason for the first time time since 2016. I was telling McGuire yesterday, uh, my kids, we had just got my kids... Uh, just adopted my three kids the last time the Rangers were in the playoffs. It's been a long time, really long time since uh, this team's been in the postseason. So it's nice to see them back there. Wish they would have been uh, sitting this round out and had the had the bye, but you take what you got, and uh, that's the 99-win Tampa Bay Rays in the first round. But the uh, the old silver lining... Texas has never lost a postseason game at Tropicana Field. Five and zero oh at Tropicana Field. Things have yeah, been well there. Mowing through there, pretty good. Yep. I mean that. <clears throat> I believe it was the 2011 year. I had the itch to. They went through. Maybe it was 10. To call this a choke job. Yeah. To do what you did down the stretch, but then I turned it around and I said, they made the playoffs without a bullpen. <laughs> when you <laughs> yes, when you blow and losing two massive starters too. Yeah, I mean, remember Jacob Degrom yeah. at the beginning of the year, Max Scherzer. I mean, you you've lost some serious pieces on this team and still found a way to make the playoffs. So, yeah, I agree with you. I, I was Without like, I was a little miffed at the popping champagne when you still had agreed the West on the line. That didn't make a lick of sense to me. It kind right. of. Felt small time, Maybe a little one bit beer like, piece, yeah. hey, it doesn't matter. We made the playoffs. Let's let's start pouring beer all over ourselves when you have a game to play the next day. I'm with you. the 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 the, the division title is 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 huge, massive, especially when you could avoid doing what you got to do today. But you're out there celebrating, and I just didn't get it. Mm-hmm. But then again, I was like, okay, well. You have stunk so bad right. over these last years. Maybe it's okay. Just let them do what they're doing. Don't be a fuddy-duddy about it. But uh, none of that made any sense to me. I and agree. It, it ticked me off. And you uh, you go out and you play like it the next day. And 
And then again, I'm like, well, you know, you blew 35 saves or whatever the final number was. I think it was still 33, but yeah. That's unbelievable that you're in the playoffs when you had no bullpen. Yeah, I had 94, um, 94 losses last year and turned that around into 90 wins this year. It, it's a pretty big turnaround in one season. So there's reason to be frustrated and upset, no question. But at the same time, hey, you're there. Um, heck, two weeks ago, it didn't even look like you were going to make the playoffs. Make a push to get there. Yeah, struggle down the stretch. But Texas and Tampa Bay today, I feel like Texas game is pretty obvious in a three-game series, especially when you're on the road. you got to win today. You win today, you're giving yourself a really good chance. You don't win today, and you got two left on the road after that to try to win two. It's gets a lot more difficult. So um, I feel like this one is the game you got to go after. It's a 208 first pitch. Uh, the game's on ABC, I think. That's kind of different. ABC is uh, where you can find that game on television. But of course, we'll have it for you, especially all you working folk that uh, won't be able to sit and watch it. You can just put in the earbud and, and uh, or listen at your desk and We'll have it for you starting at 1.30 on Double T 97.3. Um, later tonight on 100.7 The Score, we'll have High School Fan Zone starting at 6 o'clock. That's, it says 6 o'clock, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. No, it's 7. <laughs> right? It's always been 7 in the football season. Okay, 7 o'clock on 100.7 The Score. Coaches from... Monterey and Lubbock High will join us in the first United Bank studio to uh, talk about their teams because the football coaches are still practicing at, at uh, 6 o'clock. Had to do a double take there. Loic Fungi, named Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Week. You talked about him just a little bit ago, but his play was massive. Not only does he get the block punt, but scoops, scores. Not really a scoop. It kind of just bounced in his lap. and Unbelievable bounce. You yeah, think about all the way that to could bounce. And it, it bounced up about chest high. It was a candy hop, man. Was, that was, as good as it gets. For it was a right in front player. of us. I was like, you can't get any kind of better bounce than that. No. Uh, the receiver also caught a touchdown pass. It was a nice adjustment on a catch uh, earlier. Actually, I say earlier in the game. It was like five minutes of real time before that. I mean, he had back-to-back touchdowns himself, one receiving, one special teams. Same uh, corner of the end zone, too. And... Uh, Look, Fungi named Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Week. Also, if you missed the news yesterday, kick time set for the K-State game coming up on October 14th will be a 6 o'clock kickoff at the Jones. So a night kick, which I think is ideal for everybody if you're trying to uh, get the atmosphere as good as possible against one of the Big 12 title contenders in K-State, you like the night kick. So that one will be a good one there. Tech Golf not doing so hot as they start today off in 13th place at the Ben Hogan Collegiate Invitational. That's a very tough tournament, studded field, star-studded field as far as teams go, but uh, Tech did not play very well yesterday, went 11 over par. And then uh, we don't say that much about the golf team. Very rare that we, we say that about either golf team. And uh, news out of the baseball program yesterday. Tim Tadlock has promoted both Joe Hughes and Eric Gutierrez. Hughes was the director of ops. Uh, NCAA approved recently the allowance of having a third uh, assistant coach, which is uh, great for 
teams overall. Great for guys like Joe Hughes. Uh, Hughes has been with this program since Tadlock's been here, right? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. So he's been here for for a long time. Um, We'll get bumped into that third assistant spot. And then Eric Gutierrez goes from volunteer assistant to the director of ops role. So uh, congrats to both of those guys. Wondering who the volunteer assistant will be. That'll be interesting to see who they end up uh, replacing Gutierrez with. Most of the time, that's a former player of some sort, typically speaking. You two can join us. Your thoughts, comments, questions, uh, whatever you got, bring it in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line through that 100.7 The Score mobile app and at 107thescore.com. 2.75 inches South Wolferth, somewhere between 2.5 and 2.75 in South Lubbock at our place from Big Huey. 3.7 so far from Justin. I believe he's a new home. Um... Super sniffer horse name. Max does have a super sniffer. 3.3 inches, 138th in Frankfurt. My rain gauge got busted by the hailstorm a few <laughs> few storms ago. I'm in the same area. I guess it's around the total of the 2.75 in Wolfert. That's from Scooter. Thanks, Scooter. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Central Texas Hank says, Good morning, guys. Any chance you can talk with Coach Stone about what he expects from BYU. Thank you. We'll effort to tomorrow. We don't have him on the docket for today, but we'll see if we can get him on tomorrow or Thursday, <clears throat> except Thursday's game day for those guys uh, in Provo. It's a big one for Coach Stone and company coming up. Um, Lubbock Realtor 23 says, it's like the field the storm argument. The Rangers hadn't made the postseason since 2016. They deserve to celebrate. Also, it's not like they went out partying that night. They celebrated in the locker room and then went back to the hotel. You know, if this isn't even a conversation, Hacks, if they don't hang a complete like a zero offensively, right? <laughs> well, maybe the pitchers didn't get drunk because they only let up one run. But you get you you hang a zero offensively, and that's where it's like, man, they just didn't show up. And that's where it's with the division uh, on the line. Yeah, I I'm with you. I. Lubbock Realty, I get what you're saying. The field, the, the storm, the field thing. I don't, I don't parallel those two. I don't, I don't put those together because you still had something left to do there. And football is different. You're not playing the very next day. You're not going and celebrating. Yeah. Plus the field, the storming the field. That is a fans thing. That's not the actual team going and storming the field for a for a celebration. I don't know why Clint is there. It is the end of the bench. We are 20 minutes out from tiers of 12. So give us yours on the chat line. We'll give you ours in a moment. Right here on 100.7 score. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 the score. Thanks for choosing to hang with us on this Tuesday. It's the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. He's Jeff Haxton. I'm Choice Woodman. We are doing the uh, task of compiling a you know, tiers of 12 list, and every week it's like, okay, who did I forget? Who did I forget? One, two, And this used to be a hard, like we would always forget one when there were 10 teams in the league. Now there's 14, so... 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Missing one. <laughs> and it's always Texas Tech. I don't know why. <laughs> Is it? Yes. <laughs> I don't know why. That's what's hilarious. Yes, it is always. I'm ready. If you want to take some time. You're ready. You're ready. Okay. Let's do it. Tears of 12. Big basement tier. Oklahoma State 14. Houston 13. You bumped Houston up? You had them They're better teams. than Oklahoma State because they have Donovan Smith. By the way, the problem wasn't Donovan. On, over the weekend. No, he looked pretty darn good. He looks really good. He looked fantastic for the first half. For first sure. half, he looks really good. And then they started like getting him out of situations mm-hmm. where he was successful. But, yeah. Adjustments okay. were made. So you put OSU uh, Yeah, because Oklahoma State is so bad at quarterback and offensive line. Houston is a better team. OSU's the worst team in the league. Okay. So, Oklahoma State 14, Houston 13, Cincinnati 12, Iowa State 11. Okay. Still trying to figure themselves out. Tier, BYU 10. I got UCF 8. I got Tech 7. I got Baylor 6. And yes, I understand Baylor was down 35-7 to or whatever Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. and comes back and wins. And yes, this is kind of what this is hinging on because if they would have lost that game, they would have been in the the big basement uh, tier. Okay. Um, going to go to an ice bowl tier. TCU six, West Virginia five, <laughs> Kansas four, and then vying for a conference title tier. K State three, Oklahoma two, Texas one. Okay, we have the same top five, not quite the same order, but same top five. A lot of differences elsewhere, though. <clears throat> Good. Not in the basement. Actually, the middle is where we have our differences. Okay. Uh, OSU, you convinced me enough. I'll, I'll put them at 14. They're atrocious. They right. are just a little bit better than Arizona State, which Arizona State is the worst team in the FBS. Houston is yeah, – I do have them at 13. But you're right. Donovan Smith can will them to some wins if, you know – coaching staff lets them this year um houston 13 iowa state 12 since since 11 i've got those as uh basement tier you're not making a bowl game baylor has hopped out of the basement for one game for one game right now. i probably had baylor too high i think you did i've got baylor at 10 still yes they they're two and three i i view text two and three and baylor's two and three a little bit different baylor's lost a lot of what's the line i didn't even see uh, tech minus one last I looked. Depends where you're looking. I think okay, you could so find. Vegas I think you could tech, find it on either side. Vegas thinks Tech's about four points better than Baylor. It's it's a pick on a neutral field. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's pretty well pick them everywhere. Like you can find it wherever. Anyway, um, so Baylor's ten to me because they've got a lot worse losses and at home and yeah. TCU I've dropped all the way down to nine. I am not impressed with that squad. They they couldn't beat West Virginia on their home field. Yeah, and this is speaking out of both sides because I do think West Virginia is good. But they lost a home game, a home night game. Um, TCU is very average. I listened to the West Virginia call because I was 
prepping for Texas Tech soccer. Yeah. And I swear to you, other than that horn that they blow and whatever they do for third down, there was no crowd noise. Everybody was gone. I, like, it seemed like they had a lot of people there early, and then everybody just left. There was no crowd noise. You couldn't tell where they were broadcasting from. Right now, uh, BetMGM has Tech and Baylor even odds. So it is a, literally a pick em. All right. Um, so Baylor 10, TCU 9, UCF 8, Tech 7, BYU 6. These are all kind of you – you can mesh them all together, and it's not going to be much difference. Then the nice bold tier like you had West Virginia 5, KU 4. Then the conference title contenders OU 3, K-State 2, Texas 1. But we get to find something out kind of this weekend as OU and Texas This battle. is the fifth time since 2005 that Texas has been favored against Oklahoma. They've lost them all, right? Won them all. They've won them all. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would have guessed. It always feels like, and I know the numbers don't always back up the feelings, but it always feels like the the underdog wins that game. But I guess that's the case when it's been Texas because they've been the underdog so much. They've found a way. I mean, Charlie freaking Strong wore that gold hat one time. Yes, I, he did. He beat he beat Baker Mayfield, right? Like that that mm-hmm. team beat Baker Mayfield. Somehow Charlie Strong found a way to be so. That is one of those rivalries. I know it gets you overused, but throw the records out type of rivalry. The difference this year is it's actually, for the first time in forever, you got two really good records and two pretty good teams facing off in this game. It's amazing, though. We're talking 18 matches, 18 matchups, five times in favored soccer mode. I get it. <laughs> for Texas. Yeah. Uh, in 05, they were favored by 14, they won by 32. In 06, they were favored by three and a half. They won by 18. Uh-huh. In 2009, they were favored by three and won by three. Last year, they were favored by seven and won by 49. This year, six and a half. I think that opened at five, too. So it's moving towards the Longhorns. Yeah, um, it is pretty crazy. That This can be really not just this week, but the next few weeks in the Big 12 – Really, week six, week seven, week eight are our learning weeks about really figuring out what the middle of this conference is. Because you've had those top three teams kind of sitting there for a while. The bottom of the league has largely unchanged for for several weeks. And not done really anything at all. But the middle of the league with BYU Tech, Central Florida, TCU, and Baylor, I'm still not all the way in on Baylor. They're just hinging in that middle group to me. Yeah, they won 36-35 after being down 35-7. But that was the only sign of life we've seen all year. Now, I hope I'm not sitting here and this is the wrong week to speak down on Baylor because they made you look silly last year in your home stadium. I, mean, I just can't believe they did what they did. Uh, we're we're at sense. the Tech game following that yeah. score along. And my son, as we're driving home, he's like, Dad. This thing's a game. I was like, what? Well, I mean, it takes it from hacks you going into this game. Seriously, if they don't go do what they did, you probably are a six or seven point favorite on the road because there's a likely chance Baylor's laying down and dying for the rest of the season. 
it's a good chance that they're they're just the they'll want to you know just seeps out of them with a beatdown loss at Central Florida and a one and four start to the season, but somehow they do come back, and it changes everything. It really does. Everything. everything. Now they're actually a viable team, and I I just don't know what to think of them. But Baylor's two and three looks a lot different than Texas Tech's two and three. They got an eleven point loss at home to Texas State, and then a decent loss to Utah, but also at home twenty to thirteen. They beat Long Island thirty to seven, and then they got drubbed by Texas at home thirty eight to six. Baylor had not traveled up until last weekend. That's what's crazy too. Baylor had traveled zero miles through four weeks. You know, you know who was second on that list, and least miles traveled, Mm-mm. the Houston Cougars, because oh. they traveled across town to Rice. Eleven miles was the total travel for Houston prior to uh, last week. So, yeah, I, I don't know what to think, but it will be definitely a uh, what is what does Coach Tadlock like to say when he's gathering information? He has a phrase for it. He always. Uh, Y'all help me out on the Yates Flooring Center chat line when, you know, when you're playing bad teams and you're playing at the beginning of the season and you're trying to gather all the information on players. That's what we're doing with the Big 12 over the next few weeks. It's the end of the bench on 100.7 score. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 the score. Moving on to hour number three, it's the end of the bench on 100.7 score and 107thescore.com. Choice Woodman, Jeff Haxton here in the First United Bank studio. Lucas White across the way, still handling us for the next hour. We're with you till, I guess we'll hang around till noon. You can uh, join us with your thoughts, commentary. All of it welcome on the Yates Flooring Center chat line through that 100.7 The Score mobile app. Uh, we are 45 minutes out from Ask the Benchwarmers, so you got any questions specific, bring those in on that Yates Flooring Center chat line. We'll catch up a little bit on the chat line here. And uh, look ahead, talk a little Rangers. First, as I like to do on these Tuesdays, according to sportsmediawatch.com, we have our TV ratings in college football from uh, the previous week. Down quite a bit. Week over week from the uh, previous week when it comes to the top-rated game. Because the uh, top-rated one a week ago was about 10 million viewers. The top-rated game in this previous week was 7.24 million. So big big drop there. But overall, uh, a lot of games kind of bunched together. But, Hacks, the Colorado Buffaloes, for the fourth time in five weeks are in the top-rated game. Yep. Still working. USC and Colorado is the most-watched game at 7.24 million viewers. I mean, that was a blowout early on. Uh, Colorado rallies and makes it a one-score game by the end. But USC-Colorado, number one, Georgia-Auburn rates number two. And again, a close game helps that one out. 6.4 million viewers. Notre Dame-Duke gets 5.3. Michigan, Nebraska, 4.48. LSU, Mississippi at 3.72 on ESPN for the Saturday night contest. The number one Big 12 game was 
Kansas-Texas at 3.32, an ABC game there. Then you have to scroll down, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. The next one is number 13 on the list, and it's the Friday night game. Cincy BYU got a 1.23 million. That was 13, 14. 15th on the list, Iowa State, Oklahoma, 808,000. 16th, West Virginia, TCU, 739,000. 21st on the list, Baylor UCF on Fox Sports 1 at 340,000. And then 23rd on the list, Houston, Texas Tech on good old FS2 at 188,000. I talked about this with Jeff a little bit yesterday. Uh, did not realize FS2 is not a normal household station. Like you apparently in some a lot of situations have to have a sports package or something like that to have it within the cable provider. <clears throat> so I know there were people in Lubbock that had to um, hunt for it, had to go to a bar to watch it, had to go to a friend's house to watch it, or didn't end up watching. So, still to get a 188K, it's not great, but to be just basically 100,000 or a little over 100,000 behind Baylor UCF when you're on FS2 compared to FS1, not too bad. But still, you got to avoid these kind of games if you're one. Yeah. Good ratings. You you don't want the FS2s of the world anymore. I mean, it's kind of like the Big Ten Network. It's kind of like, yeah, I mean, you... You want to you be able to find something a, a little better than FS2. So, this week, uh, ESPN2, which everybody has. Like, next week, you got FS1 against K-State. We need the, those network games to come back. That really helps boost the ratings. So, anyway, overall, though, again, Big 12 not doing nearly as well. Unless you're just going to go ahead and count Colorado into that, then yeah, doing phenomenal. In. I mean, you kind of you kind of have to. They are a future Big Twelve member. You can go ahead and throw the Texas results in with SEC if you want to. So Colorado still the darling. Still, they're three and two now. Is it going to wear off after this? It's about slow down. I, I mean, think the prime matchups. No pun intended. Um, are, I mean, they got Arizona State this week. Kind of gone. Yeah. So, what do we? Yeah, what? What's and that only rating? Four and a half point favorites. What's that rating look like this week? Because we've seen all way up there at the top. I would. They does still, it show where it's going to be at? Um, on carried. I will find it quickly for you. It is. Well, because that means a whole lot. Yeah, of the number it, it, that I'm about absolutely to does. give to you. Colorado, Arizona State TV. It is on <laughs> Pac-12 Network. See ya. Here goes the Ravens. Uh, I'd say about 1.5. It's still going to get over a million. I mean, you you got to think that, which is crazy, for that game to get over a million because it is. What time's kick? 5.30, yeah. our time. 1.5. Yeah. You're probably right. Which probably would be a right. great number for the Pac-12 network. It would. That's probably going to be the biggest number they get all year, most likely. All right, to keep hitting us up. Tennessee Raiders says, heavy legs was a quarterback, huh? Like junior high quarterback, baby. Can't. Got to know that. 
I should have put that in there. One Hit Wonder, Fidelity by CW. (laughs) (laughs) I posted my uh, infamous... The fact that you've been able to live that down is... Yeah, I have. ...is amazing. Because it's awesome. I mean, it was greatness. What are, I'm curious what the views are at now. You over here with your catch that's been, what, three years ago, four years ago? You're like it circling around 500 million views. <laughs> uh, mine <laughs> that I posted 12 is it, years ago is... is I'm going to say 800. 884 oh, views. Guys, oh, get, that's great. Look. Oh, Lord, that's so <laughs> sickening. It's just... <laughs> What are you talking about? Just lip syncing a video. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just keep waiting for it to go viral. What is going on? What is going on? The $88 package a month to get FS2. Time to go play some pool. The whole bar was plugged into TVs. The numbers don't count when there's 30 people watching two TVs. Yeah, I mean, the the numbers are something. Because I'm sure... There's probably a lot of people in the Lubbock area or West Texas area that are watching at a bar or something just to be able to see it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so there we go. Crowd uh, was good. Crowd was good. Yeah, you got to sit in it. Um, I was impressed with how long they stayed around. Mm-hmm. Thought, I think overall this year that's been a much better um, – they've done a much better job of hanging around. So I don't know if – they did something schooling the students before or whatever. It did creep me out a little bit that the crane kept moving. <laughs> so do you want to know the why on yeah. that? So the crane, they have to leave them unlocked when it's a windy day. Because if a storm blows in, it can be locked up and it can cause it to crash over if it's not unlocked. So the swinging is actually works like a weather vane, essentially, and they need it to, to be able to move around. I thought they were just positioning it to fall on <laughs> no, my head. No, no, the wind was literally moving the crane okay. the whole time. Okay, interesting. I I will take that uh, credit, Chris Chris Level, for that nugget because he he asked someone that was in the know, and so yeah, pretty kind of kind of weird to think. Yeah, hey, no one's up there moving it; it's moving on its own. But and they crashed it started into out each other. over the field. It did, and then it like then it's like okay, it's right, it's like, right over moving. us. Yeah, and now it's right over my head. It was it was a little different. All right, we got some headlines for you. We'll fill you in on the Texas Rangers who are coming up less than three hours away from right now. Playoff baseball. It's the end of the bench on 100.7 score. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 the score. It is time for Ask the Bench Warmers, Brinch Warmers, whatever. Bring the questions in either way. Alongside Jeff Haxton, I'm Choice Woodman. Lucas White across the way. Questions for any and all of us are welcome. Tweet us at 107 the score. Dial us up on the Visual Edge IT hotline, 806-771-0973. Or hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. And uh, we will answer as many of these questions as we possibly can. Quite a few are in so far. There's one I've been holding on to for a little bit. Sorry to the texture. Not not intentionally you know, putting it off. But someone says, can you guys add some Wisdom to the stat that Joey referenced in his press conference. What is the EPA stat he was referring to in re- regarding the defense? 
So EPA is an analytical stat called, uh, I think this is the same one they're talking about, extra points added. So this is, you know, like there's war in baseball, which is wins above replacement. This is one of those analytical, hey, this is how this player played. Um, I think this can also apply, except that's not an analytics. You can directly look at the fourth down stat on how many points you've gained versus points you've lost when going for it on fourth down, which Tech is in the positive again this year by it. You went for it, only had to go once, and you got a touchdown off of the fourth down conversion this past week. Um, I think you're five for eight in the West Virginia game on that. Too. Everybody in my section was down for going for it. I was, you know me. <laughs> you kicked like, the field goal. Hey, Take kick, the points. Hey, you get the points and you get the ball. And then diving into the end zone. It didn't look good for a little bit there. It didn't. It looked like it was bottled up. And yep. I'm like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. But then Taj did what Taj does, and he found a, found a crease. So he... That's that's one thing. You've been asking for playmakers to go make plays, and Taj has done that lately for you. So hopefully he can keep that up. Uh, I, I do believe I would have kicked it, but that's me. Well, it, it worked out. So the EPA, though, um, extra points added, I think they do that individually per player on how I think. Again, this is me speaking kind of an area that I have very little knowledge on, just a little bit surface. I can scratch the surface on it. But – on how a player can play and uh, their grading out compared to how they've saved your team points defensively or or added points offensively. Like that play for Taj probably counts into that where it looks like that play is supposed to be stopped, but he added extra points for you on a fourth down because he his individual effort went and got it for you. So um, I hope I shed some light there's a lot of the analytics that I don't understand too. So it's, I mean, they, and then some coaches lean on it heavily. Some coaches use it as a reference or a tool, and some coaches don't use it at all when it comes to the, the analytical stats. Uh, Woodman, what's the burger count up to? Uh, Mid 90s somewhere. 96. That's, 96. That's lightweight. Lightweight. <laughs> uh, had one last night. Was. Really good, really good. Had a had one of those infused burgers. You ever had one with the cheese, like cheddar cheese and bacon inside the patty? I've not had one. Oh my gosh, man! Sounds like a juicy Lucy. It was really good. I don't want to know what that is. Minnesota, that's their thing. You know, Minnesota. You go to Illinois. They have things called horseshoes. Okay, and that's a big old chicken. Fry or uh, uh-huh. chicken fried chicken. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then it's, it's fried chicken. <laughs> and then the fries on it, and then the gravy, and it's just it's called a horseshoe. Okay. Um, the specialty in, in Minnesota is cheese stuffed burgers, Juicy Lucy. Uh, it was good. That, I, that's kind of along these lines. Cheese stuffed burger. It was really good. Do you like those? I haven't had one. Really? No. You were in Minnesota. I know. I was hiding. Uh, what's the premier game of the Big 12 next year? Oh, I mean, if knows? you're calling this weekend's game the premier game, Texas OU, yeah, it's impossible to know at this who point. Because we don't know who's going to be the top of the league. We don't even know who's going to be the top of the league this year. We can guess at it pretty good. Um, I guess on paper, 
don't we don't even know who's playing each other. I know that's the thing. Is like we're we not even close. to we knowing got sixteen who's gonna play teams, who. and we don't know what. I mean, you could guess that Utah is going to be pretty good, but just because they've been consistently pretty good. Um, they got consistently worn out by the Beavers. Utah, K State. There's your premier game next oh, next year. Yuck. Isn't going to draw just a ton of eyeballs. No. Uh, is the SEC going to let them keep doing that deal in Dallas? Yeah. I mean, they've done it forever. SEC lets uh, A&M and Arkansas play their game. Did they do that this year? Mm-hmm. Last weekend? Okay. I didn't watch any of that game. Uh, so A&M and Arkansas play in, at Jerry World every year. Well, I, don't forget uh, SEC Media Day is going to be in Dallas. Yeah. They're, they're going to do it. There's no question. that That won't go away. Uh, what if I give you Daniel Jones, or sorry, give Daniel Jones an offense like the Cowboys? Currently, he has a horrible O line, and coaching looks the same. I just, I just, I've watched enough of the two quarterbacks in the last four years. Uh, the eyes scare me. The eyes? Yeah. Daniel Jones's, <laughs> and that's where the U.S. lost the Ryder Cup. Thanks, Ricky. Just kidding. <laughs> did you? How much did you take in on that, Sunday morning? This right there at that point. Well, I mean, it was great leading up to it. I had early church, and then oh, I had okay, we went late church, finishing prep. Yeah, and then I had got to go to soccer. So you watched the the stretch. This where is where this it gets is, lost. Yeah, and then Ricky the on. Ricky decides to rinse and then give uh, Tommy Fleetwood a three footer, a knee knocker. It wouldn't have mattered. Make him putt it. Yeah. So three-footer to win the Ryder Cup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you only count your Impossible Burgers as a half? <laughs> Zero Impossible Burgers this year. Yeah. Zero. Benchwarmers, what's the ceiling for Tech in wins this season? Can I answer after this week? Because that's where my, I feel like I can learn some after this week. Tech goes and wins at Baylor. Uh, your ceiling can be... I guess the maximum Tech could technically win is nine still. I think your ceiling would be seven or eight wins. I think so. Because you're at five with two. Yeah, you got seven games left and you're at two wins. Or two and three, right? Yeah. Five plus seven is 12. Nine. I understand you're questioning my math. I I get it. Um, I would put it at seven or eight if you win this weekend as a ceiling. If you don't win this weekend, it feels like six is your ceiling. But we'll see. You, you got to go win. Because to me, Baylor is still one of the lesser teams in the league. In terms of road games you have left, uh, Baylor's easier than Kansas. Baylor's easier than... What else do you have left? Texas. BYU. And Baylor's easier than BYU. Yeah, thank you. I mean, this is your easiest road game on paper that you have left. You need to go win this one. You want to, especially if you want to make a bowl game. Uh, did y'all see Ty? This is from Tyler. Did y'all see Zach Wilson of the Jets is the only opposing quarterback? Quit getting distracted by him. He's such a. I'm, oh, I thought you were. Sorry. No, I thought you. I've ignored up. him perfectly. I haven't. I'm basically speaking to myself. Sneed is over there, being a class clown. Uh, Zach Wilson of the Jets, the only opposing quarterback to have more completions, passing yards, TDs, and fewer interceptions than Mahomes in a start. Only one for all of those and lose, or only one at all? That's impressive. 
Val says, I was looking at the National League wild cards. Miami is the second seed by half a game over Arizona, but only played 161 games. Everyone else played 162. Did Miami have the tiebreaker over Arizona? That's why they didn't play the last game? That's a good question. I, I, I don't know the answer to that. I know that Arizona was doing the same thing that the Rangers were doing, oh. which is just like, I mean, the whole the whole the baseball lights were just flashing. Yeah. Hey, Rangers, not going to do anything the next day when the division's on the line. Diamondbacks, not going to do anything to help the Rangers because they've already partied themselves into oblivion yeah. and don't care about the next day. Tyler says only one ever. It's impressive. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, how's National Taco Day on a Wednesday? That's a great question. People are oblivious sometimes. EPA, Environmental Protection Agency. Pretty sure that's what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's totally what Joey was talking about. Uh, Clay asks, is Mason Tharp okay? I guess we'll see. You, you've had guys banged up all over the place. Um, I don't don't know the extent of his injury at this point. Cup has been banged up, but I think he's good to go. So We'll see. Tharp's... It's a big deal to you, so hopefully he is able to go on Saturday. That's it for us. Hand you off to the bottom line. Appreciate you joining us today. For Jeff Haxton, Lucas White, intern Maris, I'm Choice Woodman. It's been the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score. Go Rangers. This has been the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.